0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hey Jen. It's February already, time flies for sure. So I really hope that January treated you well, I hope that you're making good progress on your New Year's resolutions, and I hope that February will continue to bring you great things. I know that for those of you who are students, you're probably getting busy with preparing for midterms, assignments, deadlines that are coming in, and so I hope that you've been able to take the time for yourself just to rest up a bit. And for those working i hope that you're able to separate your work time with your personal time and be able to keep your mental health up as well so today's episode is a little bit different because it is the first episode that we have a guest meg Woo. meg is actually a really good friend of mine we met in university and we are both studying business we've hung out here and there before so i've also guested on her podcast So be sure to stay tuned till the end of this episode in order to know where you can listen to that and where you can tune in. So before we fully dive in, could you tell us about yourself?
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me and being your first like guest. I'm so honored and I'm so excited to chat with you today about such a fun topic, like relationships and all that stuff. Um, A little bit about me. So I also attend the UBC Sauder School of Business alongside Jenna mm-hmm. and I'm specializing in marketing and I'm graduating May 2021. So really excited to get out there and just explore the real world and just do my own ventures and a little bit of background on my ventures. So I have a lot. (laughs) So I have a podcast, as you mentioned, which um, I can plug at the end. And I also (laughs) recently started a YouTube channel. No idea where I'm going with it, but kind of just experimenting. I also have an e-commerce business where I'm selling a product to the States. And I also run a kind of a consultancy to help like female entrepreneurs. So I'm very much in the internet entrepreneurship space. And yeah, I'm just very passionate about lots of things and have a lot of stuff to talk about and say and very excited to share some stuff today (laughs) thanks meg super excited to have
0: you here and honestly meg is killing it you're doing so much and i'm really excited to see where all of those take you and how they all pan out so as we know february it's the month of love and for listeners out there who are in a relationship you know there's valentine's day coming up For listeners who may be single, you might know that it's cuffing season, more and more people are talking about dating, so that is exactly what today's episode will be about. So the situation here, yeah, is that no matter your relationship status, I hope that this episode finds you well, whether it will entertain you or give you a new perspective about love and dating in your 20s. So without further ado, pour yourself a glass of wine, and let's dive right in. All right, so dating, as we know, it's either a hit or miss. And I'm sure we can both attest to this to some degree. You either meet someone, you hit it off, and then you think about getting married or something, and then life is great, or you speed date using apps and nothing works out, and then you're about to give up on dating altogether. And I know that it's been especially prevalent during this time with COVID, when you can't meet people as often, you really can't meet people as freely. And I know that in the past, you've briefly mentioned that you've been on the apps before. Do you want to tell us a bit about your experience with them?
1: Yeah, sure. So dating apps, wow, what a roller coaster, right? Like if you're listening and you're on dating apps, you might, you know, you might hate it, you might love it. I'm on the side of I don't exactly love it, but I don't hate it either. I see the potential. But basically, um, I downloaded the apps in 2020, mainly during the pandemic, because I was bored. And I'm sure you guys can relate to that when you're at home, and you're kind of lonely, and you kind of want to just meet new people. And to give a bit of context, like I've been single since like mid 2018. So it's been a while. I didn't download it per se to actively really seek a relationship. I think I downloaded it for the wrong reasons. I was just a little bit bored and just wanted to go on and see who's there. But I also had no intention to like hook up with anyone or, you know, have a fling or anything. I was honestly just curious and thinking that like, hey, like if I meet someone and I end up really liking them, let's see where this takes us. Right. So I was just really curious. And so I downloaded Tinder and Bumble and Hinge. So I tried all three. Maybe I can go deeper into the differences later on. Um, But I found that Tinder tend to work the best because it has the largest dating pool and I got the most matches there. And in hindsight, like a lot of my matches actually ended up being pretty good friends, which is really (laughs) funny. Um, Quite a few, um, well, not quite a few, but I can name off probably like four or five guys that I've talked to through Tinder, and hinge as well who are now some of my closer guy friends like we're, we just click really well at, on the friend level nothing romantic that's ever awesome. happened and yeah we're just good homies now so oh my oh God. gosh such a wholesome ending um but i've also had some bad experiences as well obviously with like miscommunication of like what we're looking for some people just straight up wanted to hook up some people were very very bad conversationalists and <laughs> you know i got the whole whole arena of experiences on dating apps so that's a brief rundown, I guess. Oh my gosh, that's the first time I've ever heard about a dating app
0: becoming a friend searching portal, but that's great that you got something out of it and that you were able to build some pretty good friendships that you can hopefully look back on and say, yeah, my time was invested well.
1: <laughs> Imagine having a friend and then people would be like, oh, how to meet? And we'd be like, oh, we met on Tinder. <laughs> so weird. I've had to like, yeah, actually, so funny. Um, One of my friends who I met on Tinder, like, we're pretty good friends. And this one time someone was like, oh, like, how's you guys meet? And then we both, like, hesitated and just looked at each other. We're like, oh, like, we met through, like, some mutual friends. We both didn't want to say Tinder. So. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> I was expecting yeah. the opposite. I thought you guys were going to be, like, Tinder.
1: Oh. <laughs> I wish I had that confidence. Maybe in the future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, this is golden. <laughs> And overall, was there an encounter that stood out to you in particular, whether it was really good or really bad?
1: Yeah, um, I have had quite a few encounters. i don't I don't know where to start. Good, bad. Um, any vote? I don't know. <laughs> Let let's start with the good.
0: With okay, the optimism. <laughs>
1: he may or may not be listening to this episode, by the way, if you're listening, hi, Um, because he follows my podcast as well. Um, But I matched with this person in the summertime on Tinder, he gave me a super like, and then I swipe matched him back. because I was, hey, like, this guy's like pretty cute. And then we didn't talk too much. But we're like, hey, like, let's meet up. He's like a photographer. So we kind of met up in Gastown in Vancouver this one day, and decided to just like have a photo shoot together. And so that's what we did. At first, it was like, Kind of awkward. Like, obviously, when you're meeting someone for the first time, you don't really know what to say. And it was just like a bit of stuttering, a bit of like, oh, like, when's my time to talk kind of thing? But eventually, like, we got really comfortable with each other. He took like a lot of photos for me and it was mm-hmm. really fun. And then um throughout the day, like, we kind of just felt the vibe and we we're like, oh, like, are you like looking for a relationship? Like, how do you feel about the vibe between us? And then we both just mutually agreed that we're definitely more of like a friendship vibe kind of thing. And so our hangout originally I thought it was going to be two hours. I think it ended up lasting like five hours or something. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the photo shoot was like over two hours and then we like, kind of walked around and then we went and got some poke together, got poke, looked through the photos, mm-hmm. chatted. And then after poke, we went over to like the Robson Square rink and we just like kind of chatted mm-hmm. and like hung out there, kind of explored some of those like hidden gems in Gastown, I guess. And after mm-hmm. that, like we we're like, oh, like this is really great. Like I'm so happy like we met each other like we're such good friends now and it was just so nice because we're both like obviously on the same page and also I think partly why happen like that is because we both have relatively like high emotional intelligence so we could really like feel intuitively how the other person's feeling he actually has the same Myers-Briggs personality type as me which is like ENFP so we're very much on the same wavelength there and so after that like we got we're like such good friends now and then after that um I introduced him to one of my other good friends um Phil who you Definitely no, probably Mm because he's also a classmate. And like the three of us went and did a photo shoot together for Philman because we wanted to auction him off on Sad. Sorry, (laughs) Phil, if we're like exposing you right now, but we did a photo shoot for Phil. (laughs) And then after that hangout, we're like, oh my gosh! Like the three of us like clicked super well, and so kind of like a trio was born. Like three of us are like really good friends and we're all like pretty wholesome wow. together. We carved pumpkins together. But like, and then filming this one day out of nowhere, he was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so grateful that you introduced me to this guy. Oh, I'll just say his name. His name is Ronaldo, And he was like, wow, Like, one of the best blessings of 2020 was you introducing me to Ronaldo." And I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like this is so wholesome. Aww. And so that's probably the most wholesome outcome I've ever gotten just from swiping right <laughs> on a guy who's super like me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That is so sweet, honestly. (laughs) I am glad you were able to have a good experience. And I hope that this trio lives on.
1: (laughs) I hope so too. Yay for wholesome friendships.
0: Yay. Tinder is up to some good. (laughs) So I guess when you were on the apps, were you ever concerned about getting catfished or did that concept um, occur to you? Was it something that you were concerned about?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, guys. Um, I just want to say there's a big difference between Vancouver dating pool compared to, like, Europe. Because, okay, when I was in mm-hmm. Vienna for Exchange in 2019, I downloaded the app, and I was like, wow, like, all these guys are so, like... Not saying Vancouver is low quality, but the, the their <laughs> photos are low quality in Vancouver. Okay, no offense, but in Europe, the guys' photos on their profile are very high quality. Like they look like they taken all taken at a photo shoot. Like wow. they all look like models. And then uh, we come to Vancouver, and like people be using Snapchat filters <laughs> for their photos. And people are taking mirror selfies with their phone, ca- covering like half their face, and <laughs> people are just showing off like their body pics without showing their face, or they put an emoji on their face. So. So obviously, I'm very, very skeptical whenever I see a profile that <laughs> shows, like, you know, I may potentially be getting catfish. I instantly just like swipe left. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to deal with that sort of confusion at all. So, yeah, absolutely. And um, that's also why after I match someone, I instantly try my best to find them on social media <laughs> just to see if I can like verify, like, oh, like, is this what they actually look like and all of that stuff. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a smart decision to try and look them up. This is stalking for a purpose, everyone. This is when stalking <laughs> yeah. is acceptable and stalking is useful here. Exactly. It's for my own safety, you know? <laughs> yes. Safety comes first, everyone. And I guess kind of on that note, was there a relationship or not a relationship, but an encounter where you had like a not so positive experience
1: with? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this one person who I met on Hinge. We mm. matched and then we didn't talk too much, but like we were like, oh, like let's meet up and to give some background like hinge is an app that generally people take a bit more seriously generally people go on hinge to actually look for like something long term and mm-hmm. like it takes more effort to match on hinge because you actually actually have to send a message as opposed to, like just swiping right so obviously mm-hmm. like i was looking for i'm never looking for a fling like i, I don't want to hook up with anybody you know mm-hmm. like that's not my life but um respect to people who do like there's nothing wrong with that uh but oh, right. i met up with this guy and we met up in downtown and he just he was just holding a bong like (laughs) the moment we met like he was just like smoking a bong (laughs) and i was like uh okay and then he he actually had a bong for me too so he gave me like a few hits of the bong (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know like it's so weird and i was like okay interesting and like i did take a few hits because like i i have smoked weed before so it's like Mm. not not a huge deal um but I was like trying to warm up the conversation, trying to talk mm-hmm. to him, and he wouldn't really reply. He'd kind of just like stare off into the distance and like smoke his ball <laughs> oh and God. give me like give me like a one or two word reply and then and then we were just like sitting on a bench like in the waterfront area and he kind of like put his arm like on the bench like kind of behind me and stuff so obviously he's like trying to get close and I was like oh like what the hell like I I just want to have a conversation you know like I want to warm him up and then he was like oh like do you want to you know come check out like my tech office like I work at this tech office downtown you know like it's pretty cool and like Uh, I I was pretty dumb not to see why he wanted me to bring me to an office it was Mm. like a Friday afternoon obviously there's no one in the office Mm. Uh, my dumb ass (laughs) agree (laughs) and so we (laughs) went into the tech office um, went up like second floor third floor whatever and then it was obviously it was empty and I was like okay this is cool like maybe are are we like watching the view here like is he gonna (laughs) give me an office tour like what did I I think he was like some networking delegate (laughs) like no Obviously, he didn't give me an office tour. He just um he just uh gave me some water, which is nice of him, I guess. And then we sat down on the couch and I was like, oh, like like, you know, like I don't know, I didn't know what to say at that point. I was like, like this is so awkward. Like he's barely talking. He just brought me here. And then he links his phone to his Bluetooth speakers and then he starts playing like really like <laughs> uh what is that? Like it's very sensual music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like, soft jazz, like, think, oh like, you know, gosh. like, the, the careless whisper type of vibe. It's, like, <laughs> I think it was, like, slow, like, R&B type of music. Mm-hmm. I was, like, okay. And then he gets closer, and then I inch away, and he gets closer, and then I just, like, slowly inch away. <laughs> I should have just ran away at that moment, but, like, I couldn't because he has the access card, and, like, literally, oh he boy. has to, like, help me get out, Um, but, like, <laughs> inch away. And then he just dives in and, like, tries to kiss me, like, on my lips. Oh, he just, like, dear. swoops in really fast, like a freaking eagle <laughs> trying to go for its prey. <laughs> and I'm, like, oh, God. And then, and thankfully, like, I, I get whiplash because I, like, whip my head back so fast oh. that, like, I dodged his kiss. But, like, I got whiplash from dodging because I was, like, whoa, like, chill. And then I'm, like, oh. I just, like, push him back on. Like, whoa, like like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not like why are we why do you want to kiss me and he's like oh like oh you're not you know you're not you know and he was like gesturing he was like oh like i, I kind of wanted to like you know like hook up yeah. with you and i'm like no like no no like i <laughs> oh my i didn't want that from you at all and so it was just a moment of really awkward um and then after that like he was very kind he didn't pressure me to anything we just like established that we weren't on the same page and like we walked outside and we just parted ways gave each other a hug and was like oh like it was nice meeting you anyway but um obviously we're never gonna talk again so bye <laughs> holy cow that that's was it. a roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah a roller coaster routine, oh yeah. <laughs> I
0: lost it when he, when you talked about how he started playing the music since I was like it's a side effect <laughs> did he just want to maybe smoke in solitude
1: i know oh my god also he was he kept talking about like i think he was talking about like the universe or something like oh. time or something i don't know some of some of those really deep shit that i was like okay like i just want to hear about your passions but you're telling me about i don't know i was so confused <laughs> uh it might be a side effect from
0: yeah. the excessive usage of the bong. yeah
1: but i also want to say like no shade to this guy like I res- i respect i respect you and your intentions like it's okay, like, you were respectful to me, he goes, I think he's a UBC alumni, so may or may not have Mm. friends who may or may not be like, oh, wait, I recognize a guy who does this, and if you do, um, I just want to say, like, I respect him, and it's, it's totally okay, I'm not traumatized, I'm fine. Mm. (laughs) That's good to know, I mean, there's always a first, right? Yeah, (laughs) not on the same page.
0: And I guess for the listeners out there who have never been on the apps before, but then they are thinking of trying it out, do you mind giving us a really brief breakdown as to what the different types of apps that you've tried are for, as well as some things that they should keep in mind before they start diving right in?
1: <laughs> yeah so Tinder, Bumble, and hinge. let's start with Tinder, the big boy, so everyone knows Tinder um if you try if if you want to go on apps, you probably start mm-hmm. with Tinder, and like I said, um I actually find that Tinder works the best because the pool is like huge there, most likely to match like have a greater pool to swipe through, and people are a lot more active on Tinder. And um, the downside of, of Tinder, as you may probably know, is that you don't really know what the intentions are of people when they go on the app. Like, people might be looking for like just straight up hookups. Some people are there just to make friends, which is weird. Like, why would you go on Tinder to make friends? That's kind of weird. And some people are looking for a long-term relationship. Some people are looking for casual flings. Some people are looking for, like, friends with benefits. So there's really no way to tell um, what people are looking for on Tinder, which is, like, definitely the downside because you'll end up getting a lot of matches and then end up having to, like, just have conversations and realize you're not on the same page and just waste your time. And so that's definitely the downside. But, again, the upside is that you meet and match a lot of people. And especially if you're um, – A female, I think it's like an uh, advantage, maybe an unfair advantage for females, but females do tend to get matches really, really easily, I find. Um, But females, we're also pretty picky. At least, like, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking for myself, that I'm really picky. So I'll probably, like, swipe left, or sorry, swipe right, like, probably once every 30 swipes. But I don't know. The algorithm is weird, too. I, I don't, I heard something about how, like, they'll, Give you people who are in the same like ranks as you or something mm. like that according to the algorithm, which like I don't really understand that much. But yeah, like it's pretty easy as a female to get matches. Um, but the downside, of course, with any app is that who's going to talk first, right? Because mm-hmm. on Tinder, like there's no prompt that like oh the gr- girl or guy has the message first. You just match, and it's like if you don't talk, then <laughs> crickets, right? <laughs> Nothing happens, yeah. and so. Obviously like there's a lot of matches that like that just nothing happened. Like I got excited. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this cute person like matched me back, but they never actually messaged me first, and I just like I personally are, like I'm too like scared to send them the message first because I'm like, you know, I'm I'm nervous. I'm like, "Oh no, like what if they think I'm desperate or whatever?" So there's a lot of different dynamics that go into that. But anyways, moving on. Bumble. I don't like Bumble at all. I hate Bumble. <laughs> I have a very strong opinion against Bumble because maybe it's because it forces girls to do all the work. (laughs) So it's similar to Tinder. Like everything is pretty much the same, like matches and stuff. Um, But the good thing about Bumble is that you can actually write down what you're looking for and you can filter by that. So you can filter Mm -hmm. by like, I only want to see people who are also looking for a relationship or looking for casual or looking for friends. So there's that filter that goes up, which is great. So your matches will be higher quality, which is awesome um but again like it makes the girl message first Mm -hmm. and I don't know maybe I'm just not someone who people want to reply to in that case I'm gonna cry but basically, like I would get nice matches and I'd be like oh my gosh like I'm gonna slide in I don't know how to slide into dms I just say like hey or like I send a gift. sometimes I try witty pickup lines which is so cringy um but most of the time those didn't end up like, sometimes I got no reply. Sometimes they replied and it was just such a dry conversation. Like, my conversations on Tinder have always been way more engaging and mm-hmm. fun and interesting compared to Bumble. Bumble is oh, okay. just, like, in my opinion, in my experience at least, it was just like a dead app. It was just like, a butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't no like problem. it. Yeah. And then lastly, Hinge. Hinge is pretty good, I'd say, if you're looking for a like, high quality relationship. You do have to go through more work on it. Um, You have to. There's quite a few prompts for you to fill out on your profile. And so how it works is like you go through and you see people's profiles. And then if you like someone, you can either send them a like or send them a reaction to one of their photos with captions. Or you can actually send them like a short like message. And so you can like directly slide in even though they haven't like replied yet and the thing is like none of your likes are anon so the moment you send someone a like they'll get a notification and be like oh like meg liked your photo and then they'll be able to see your like instantly so yeah it's for people who are more ballsy i guess like if you mm. want to shoot your shot and you shoot your shot there then they instantly see you shoot your shot so <laughs> that's uh yeah tinder i mean not tinder yeah hinge is good for like more serious stuff cuz you have to put more effort into matching and then once you see like if i see someone liked me on hinge and then i like them back i'll just, just like match them back and then we can instantly start the conversation and so hinge is good in that sense um i didn't actually get many high quality things from hinge i don't know what it is about hinge um again as a girl it's easy to get a lot of likes so i mm-hmm. definitely got a lot of people shooting their shot at me but unfortunately like i didn't like any of them <laughs> like at all like <laughs> so sad but i don't know like i just didn't it was just not not, not the thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I did end up making a pretty good friend off Hinge, though. And he may or may not be listening to this. So hey, if you're listening <laughs> to this, what's up? I'm giving you your shout-out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In the yeah, meantime, um, we
0: will guess who it is.
1: <laughs> no, just kidding. Anytime. Yeah, but I met a pretty good friend. Uh, we At first, we were like, oh, like let's like meet up, go on a picnic, get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, mutually agreed <laughs> that we had a friend dynamic. And then now we're just like, homies pretty much so (laughs) shout out to you so yeah that's my rundown definitely a good variety of
0: experiences hopefully listeners out there will have a bit of a better understanding as to which one they can try out if they are interested in trying out the apps never hurts to try and Mm -hmm. are there things that you think they should keep in mind before they go in full-fledged
1: full-fledged Ooh, what do you mean by full-fledged
0: like diving into the dating apps and looking for a relationship there?
1: Mm, yeah, I think before you dive in straight is to get clear on like kind of what you're looking for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also go for the side that said like go for I also advocate for just diving in and experimenting. There's honestly no harm in trying things out. And it's not like a huge investment. It can definitely be addicting. But mm-hmm. It's not too bad. So um, for me, like I've had, I've tried the apps here and there a few times here and there. um, But I would say there's nothing you have to be too cautious of. I'd say the only caution is just to like not expect too much out of it. Mm. No offense to the dating apps, but it's... Like it's easy to see the hype and be like, oh wow, like I can just like buy Tinder Gold and then I'll find my boo within the mm-hmm. next like two months because I'm going ham swiping. But honestly, like it's not that easy because the thing with dating apps is that yes, you have a lot of options, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Good thing because you're able to see more people and they're, you're more likely to meet someone you're compatible with. But also a bad thing. Is that because you have so many people to swipe through and so many options? It's way harder for you to commit to someone, mm-hmm. which is like me, person, like speaking from personal experience. Like I may match with someone and then we'll chat a little bit, and I'll be like, "Oh, like this person's like decent," but then like something in the back of my mind will be like, "Oh, but but you can't settle because like there's like an infinite pool of people that you can swipe through on Tinder, so just keep swiping and maybe you'll keep finding someone better." So it's just like commitment issues on tinder or any dating apps is like a big issue and also um yeah like i've been on the other end of the stick too like i was talking to someone on tinder and i thought like this person was like really cute and i was like oh my gosh like i was like low-key like having a little crush and then out of nowhere it just like unmatched me so i was like oh dang, that sucks so honestly like don't put too much like emotional investment in tinder and like or any app and don't expect way too much out of it um, also, don't think of it as a game because you don't want to play people, but mm-hmm. just you know, go in with caution and but also have fun with it.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think those are really good points that you mentioned because I know that I've personally seen it. A lot of friends who are going on dating apps and then they try swiping and then at the end they become really disappointed because the person didn't really turn out the way that they wanted to. It didn't meet all of their expectations. So I think, yes, mm-hmm. it's really important to understand what you want exactly and then also being able to read the other person for who they are based on your interactions with them instead of mm-hmm. thinking about how you want them to be and, or expecting that you can change them because I feel like that's a pretty common theme in mm. like people who are entering relationships, thinking that they can change the other person. So I think mm-hmm. um, try to always think about your long term as well is something that I will also Absolutely. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the note of dating apps, I know that as somebody who's seen my friends go on apps and or maybe you've had friends go like, oh, this is how you should start a conversation or look over the Mm -hmm. people that you're swiping on. To what extent do you think friends should play a role?
1: Oh, like in terms of like helping me with like combos and like matching and stuff. Um, Yeah, I think it just depends. I think think it's fun for friends to do it. I mean, I've seen a lot of successes sometimes where people hand their whole app to a friend and just get their friend to... (laughs) wipe and message for them and they end up finding someone they really like. I've seen that happen or oh, and wow. some people are very private with it. I'm personally very chill with it. Um, I've definitely just I always ask my friends for advice. Like I show them my whole Tinder and I ask them to just like swipe through for me and make their judgment because I trust their judgment because I think they would know mm-hmm. what I want and um, sometimes I will let them slide in with really cringy pickup lines, um, but very rarely because sometimes I I just don't want to you know ruin my ruin my ruin my shot you know if they if they make someone cringe that much then I'll be like oh no like I just lost my shot with this person, <laughs> um, but yeah I think friends can make it really fun to do it with you. Mm-hmm, definitely,
0: I just thought about how sometimes like friends become the ghostwriters behind your text messages and then it's just like. Sometimes I just wonder whether the person on the receiving
1: end is like, wait, it's the same person who's messaging. <laughs> That's so true, which is why like, I don't think people should message too much before they meet up. Because mm-hmm. I've actually had an instance um, earlier on, on my dating app experience where me and a person matched and we talked a lot over texting on Tinder um, for maybe, like, over a week, and we would stay up till, like, 2 a.m. to talk, and we felt like we really liked each other, and then we Mm -hmm. finally met up in person, and in person, the dynamic wasn't exactly the same, um, like, unfortunately, like, I just didn't really feel that kind of connection with him, but, like, he had an outlook, he was like, oh, like, maybe we can go on a second date and, like, try it out, but I didn't really, so it was, like, a bit sad that we spent Mm -hmm. so long talking, and it ended up, like, not working out, um, and I felt guilty for it because I felt like, oh, like I was giving him a lot of hope while we were texting. I was like, oh my God, like we were obviously flirting with each other a lot and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then we meet up and it's like, oh, like, I don't think this is going to work. So mm-hmm. I would say try to meet up not too late. Like don't spend all your time texting because when you meet up, things could be very different, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it's okay. Like happy ending to that story. He's also mm-hmm. a homie now. So a oh, homie. <laughs> if you're listening oh my. To this, what's up <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: you'll be more wholesome endings oh my gosh yeah definitely but wow a lot of homies arising from dating apps another reason <laughs> to try it out maybe yeah and kind of rewinding back on your experience with them um on the apps did you ever think back to your past relationships did you miss them or was it something of the past that was closed off
1: yeah uh it's definitely been a while since my last relationship so my last relationship was a three-year-long relationship that ended around mid 2018 ish and mm-hmm. I didn't really start thinking about dating at all until really like 2020 where I was like oh like I'm, I'm just bored and kind of curious so I'll get on it so definitely by the time I got on the apps I was already the relationship was way 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 in the past so I didn't think about it at all
0: mm-hmm. right makes sense And so if I remember correctly, at this moment, you're not exactly looking for a relationship, right? You're just living your life. You're going to work on yourself for the time being, which I really love. I think it's a really good approach, especially for people who are still young and are still trying to find the time to decide. Mm -hmm. And despite it being February and us being a year older each time, I don't think we should rush into relationships in order to fit family expectations or be in time for our friends or people who are moving on with life. So now that you are older and wiser, how do you think your outlook on relationships have changed since your last one?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think my outlook on relationships has definitely matured a lot. I've only been in two serious relationships, because I don't take relationships lightly. I take them quite seriously. So when I'm with someone, I really think long term, um, I think about like, oh, like, this person has the potential to become like my future partner for life kind of thing. So that's how I approach it. I definitely take it more seriously now. So my first relationship, oh, actually, I have a question. So have you heard of like the three different types of love that people go through in life? If not, I can just share that really briefly. Ooh,
0: I don't think I have.
1: Okay, so don't don't take my credit for it. But I literally saw this on TikTok. Yeah, I know. I'm like turning 23 and I'm like finding love advice from TikTok. Like, who is she? But, anyways, um, <laughs> this is TikTok. I mean, it makes sense though. It talks about how in life we go through three different types of love. So the first love is kind of the the innocent child love. And this is the your first love. So this is the one where you're madly in love you do all your first together your first kiss your first you know what your first everything mm-hmm. and you right. fall deeply in love but this one is also the most dramatic one so you have very high highs very low lows because at that time you're both still quite immature i would say usually this kind of love happens in early mid high school and mm-hmm. after this love usually like you'll be pretty much like heartbroken like oh like you feel super crushed and it's a very dramatic mm-hmm. breakup Basically the f- like roller coaster first love innocent love that's the first one. And then after that one is the love that teaches you a lot. So that is the one where you're taking relationships more seriously, you meet someone, maybe it's right person wrong timing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but you get into a relationship and you're relatively serious with them and you grow a lot together that's the key to this one is that you both grow a lot together in the relationship and it's way less dramatic than your first love because you're both mature you have you can communicate mm-hmm. with each other and you both feel like you might have a future together however due to some circumstance like maybe you grow out of each other maybe you move different cities maybe it's just like the wrong timing um maybe something, I don't know, anything happens and you end up not being together in the end, that is like the second love. is the one that teaches you the most. And at the end of this love, you would have learned so much about yourself. You would have grown so much in the duration that you were in this relationship. And by the end of this, you would know almost exactly like what you want in a relationship. Like what do you look for in a partner? What, do you, like, what can't you tolerate in a partner? And what mm-hmm. is like a deal breaker for you in a partner? So this second one is the one that teaches you the most. And then finally, the third love is the one that's like your love for life, basically. Because by this point, you would have gone through your innocent love, you've gone through the love that taught you so much about yourself and what you look for. And by this time, you find someone who's completely on the same wavelength as you, and you both know what you're looking for. So obviously, the fact that you're with them is shows that you really have this long-term outlook, and you're both really serious, and this... Like if I don't know if you guys believe in soulmates, but this is essentially your soulmate, so you end up being with them for life, and that is, that is the third love, and so that that's what I learned from TikTok. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> so <laughs> those are the three, and I <laughs> I've definitely gone through um, the first two. Maybe I like this theory because I'm trying to tell myself that the next person I date is going to be the one. <laughs> but (laughs) i had my high school (laughs) i had my high school fling already i dated someone um from grade eight to grade nine it was very roller coaster very emotional (laughs) cried a lot fought a lot did all our firsts together and after that i was like oh i want him back but like you know all that stuff super dramatic high school stuff you Mm -hmm. know that stuff and then um the second love I had was the one that lasted three years, and this one obviously, like we both thought we were actually going to get like spend our whole lives together. It was very serious, mm-hmm. and we both went through a lot of growth and change throughout our time. Eventually, we grew on different wavelengths, and we broke mm-hmm. up because of a difference in values um, and a difference in our ambitions and our path in life, which is very respectable. It was like a very mutual thing, and so mm-hmm. that was the second one. Taught me a lot about myself. And so right now, um, as I'm speaking, I think because I've gone through those two types of relationships already, I have a very clear idea of what type of person I'm looking for um, and all the qualities in a partner that I want in the future. And also, this is because like I've thought about like, oh, like what if I'm with this person? And I really like analyze like, oh, like um, this is a quality that I can't tolerate, or this is something that I must have in a partner. And so my outlook on relationships has become very. Um, very, very, I want to say like maybe mature, because, mm-hmm. because I just know, kind of know exactly what I want. And I want to approach my next relationship super seriously. Whoever I date next will be someone that I can actually see myself potentially spending the rest of my life with. And so that's how I approach it now. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing to hear. You
0: definitely went through a lot of growth throughout you were able to realize what you liked what you didn't like. And to Meg's future boy, I hope you're listening. Listen up. You got to be careful. I'm
1: just kidding. I'm so cringy. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Actually, actually, when when I am with my future husband, I'm going to make sure he listens to this podcast so he can know that I I manifested this man. (laughs) Yes, you indeed manifested this
0: man. He (laughs) has to appreciate every part of it. Yes. But yeah, definitely, I would say establishing boundaries are extremely important because I realize that, especially with younger relationships like those in their 20s, I feel like a lot of breakups are either due to communication, a mismatch of love languages, expectations, and just boundaries that are that exist but then are not communicated. Mm. But then on a- another note, you talked a bit about what you prefer, the qualities that you look for in your future partner. So with that said, do you have an ideal type
1: like ideal
0: kind of partner,
1: you mean? Mm-hmm. or
0: Like an ideal person? What
1: does he look like? Um, personality? Oh, okay. like that. That's a great question. Future husband, if you're listening to this, I hope you match all the- I'm-, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, <laughs> Make is, a this is me <laughs> manifesting my future husband again. Um, I have found that my, rela- my outlook on relationships has also matured in the sense that I used to look for very superficial qualities. For example, I would say, mm-hmm. oh, like I want someone who's at least six feet tall money oh, is like a family man and like all that stuff but right now my outlook has matured to the point where like i don't really look at the superficial qualities i really look at the deeper stuff so i think some of it is hard to define as well because i'm a very intuitive person and sometimes if i feel that intuition that i'm really drawn to someone then we'll automatically mm-hmm. you know i'll automatically be like oh i like this person but some must-haves halves. i would say is to have like a theory like passion for life and like ambition because, like I'm a pretty ambitious person and mm-hmm. I want a lot out of life and I'm really like kind of like the world is my oyster kind of thing mm-hmm. like anything is possible so obviously I want someone who wouldn't hold me back in that sense and would have that same level of ambition and want to maybe explore different types of businesses with me like travel the world with me and just like do all that exciting stuff with me so that's like definitely huge and another one is definitely like humor humor and banter Um, I really love having just like fun talks with people. Um, I actually don't like it when people are too nice. I know this this may be controversial because there's this whole thing that, oh, like nice guys finish last and I might be perpetuating that. But Uh, (laughs) for some reason, I just like it when someone can like, you know, tease me a little bit, like joke around with me a bit and like not gas me up or anything. Like I need you to be completely honest with me. Like if I'm being a bitch, then tell me I'm being a bitch. Or like if I'm doing something that's like, you know upsetting you or something mm-hmm. like you have to tell me you can't just be like oh like oh babe like that's fine kind of thing so someone who's like really real with me someone who can banter with me joke around with me someone who can be really 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 weird with me who has like basically no filter kind of thing that would be great um and also i found that i'm into introverts actually so i can't handle someone who would like talk 24 7 mm-hmm. um i can't spend too much time oh, i i love extroverts they're great but um, I tend to be drawn to introverts because they have that really introspective side to themselves. And I really appreciate having a uh, comfortable silence mm-hmm. with somebody and also being able to dive really, really deep into our conversations where we're very, very introspective, talking about like the deeper meaning behind things and just sharing deeper things that are not on the surface mm-hmm. like superficial, um, which is another big thing. Someone who's very introspective, very insightful, high emotional intelligence, and wow i just feel like i listed so many different things just now um but yeah i guess yeah <laughs> sounds like a great guy yeah and the thing is like um with these things it's hard to tell if someone has that just from first glance when you look at someone yeah which is why i'm trying to approach anyone i meet with a very open mind because i can meet someone and like in our first conversation maybe i won't mm-hmm. know any of this like sometimes my, my intuition will tell but most of the things I said these qualities it really comes out once you get to know someone a little bit more which is why I'm not basing anything on Mm -hmm. superficialness like superficial qualities but of course I do value things like looks and stuff so yes I do have to find you attractive in my eyes (laughs) so yeah I can't date Shrek like I love Shrek but (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) of all people it's just I can't date Shrek and I'm like oh oh my god absolutely dead just putting an example up there you know
0: but yeah I feel like all the points that you mentioned are very fair things and those are really important points I think especially the part about having high emotional intelligence being able to be someone that you can click with as well as somebody who can like correct you when you're wrong and help you grow that way because I feel like from how I see it a relationship is you guys choosing each other and not just one person choosing the other so it's really important that you have someone who can definitely help patch up the areas that you're missing out on and then help you grow in the areas that you want as well whether it's being more grounded whether it is being able to use silence to your advantage and to grow that way i think those are really important things and i hope meg your ideal man or your future hubby is in the process of being manifested and that he is taking some good notes <laughs> i'm putting him on my vision board i'm just kidding <laughs> just goes on canva makes a silhouette the sky. I love this guy
1: i love what you said about growing together because that's something i forgot to mention is that an ideal relationship is one where you're mutually growing like it can't be a thing where he's the one that's like he's the only one who's growing from me or that I'm the only one who's growing and he's kind of like following along. It has to be a mutual thing. I need to, I want to be able to learn from him. I want him to be able to learn from me. Mm -hmm. And I want us to just like keep up, uplifting each other into like better people and never feel like we're holding the other person back. kind of thing. so independence is also a huge one for me. I would not want to spend 24 hours, like 24 seven with my um, partner. Um, like some people do, and like that's awesome. But I just find that independence is a big value of mine. So even if we were like to live in different cities at one point and be away for six months, I would want that kind of trust between us. That like even if we're in different cities for six months, I'm doing my thing here, you're doing your thing there, but we both know that we're still together, kind of thing. So,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was very beautifully said. And I think in the past, what I've gotten wrong about relationships is how the other person is supposed to fix you, the other person is supposed to make you happy and correct all of the parts that are maybe broken. But then later on and from being in a relationship, what I realized is that happiness really does come from yourself and then what you are able to, I guess, extract from the world around you in order to Mm -hmm. grow that way. So definitely some very good insights that you were able to share.
1: Yeah, so well said. Yeah, like
0: kind of speaking on um, the ideal types, like you definitely talked about looking more into who the person is, their values, personality, drive, passion, it was just really funny, because I thought back to myself in the past, and then how I always said, my ideal type has to look like a K-drama actor, he has to be very tall, and then this is what he has to look like, and then I remember <laughs> just thinking that, and then now I'm just like, no, 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 that's oh, no. not happening, <laughs> I'm like, what are you saying? So you can just imagine what my phone looked like back in the <laughs> oh, day. <my> God. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. <laughs> that is, that must be so relatable like to the people listening to this they may be like oh my gosh like that's so me like I have this ideal person that like you know the way that they look has to be like this kind of thing but oh my gosh like I want to I want to tell you guys like when you mm, like somebody right. everything about them becomes attractive right like it's like some of the people I've fallen the hardest for if I didn't get to know them on a deep level I wouldn't mm-hmm. have given them a second look if he passed me on the street But just because I knew them on such a deep level in terms of like the way we connect, our conversations, their personality, instantly everything is attractive. So yeah, looks is very superficial, but like once you get to know them, looks doesn't even matter that much.
0: Absolutely, think long-term. Yes. And as we near the end of this episode and wrap up, are there any lasting words that you would like to share with listeners out there?
1: Yeah, I would say that To our listeners, if you're in terms of relationships and stuff, don't take it, you know, don't be intimidated by it. Don't feel pressured by it. Sometimes we feel pressure, especially around like Valentine's Day or the fact that if you're listening in your 20s, like whether it's early or like mid 20s or whatever, sometimes you may feel scared that like, oh, like all my friends are like getting into relationships Mm -hmm. and I'm still single. And I don't know, like, am I ever going to meet the one? I would say don't worry too much about the timing. I like to believe that the time will come perfectly. And honestly, in hindsight, all the people that I've liked, and even my past boyfriends, they just popped into my life mm-hmm. out of nowhere, like just pure chance. Like I never expected those to happen, and it was never something that I was actively pursuing. They literally just like popped into, popped up into my life, and it was like, hey, and I was like, oh oh, my feels, <laughs> oh no, I've fallen, <laughs> kind of thing. Gosh. So yeah, I think in terms of relationships, like don't feel the need to constantly chase for. So one don't feel the need to constantly be on the lookout don't feel like it's a competition because it's not a competition like honestly like the moment you just focus on yourself work on yourself and just be yourself and just embody who you are and the person's just gonna pop and pop up into your life like out of nowhere and be like hey surprise <laughs> and then that's that's how it's gonna happen i promise so yeah yes definitely really
0: good insights and very good
1: advice Another thing that I want to add
0: is when you're getting into a relationship, make sure that you don't try to change in order to fit someone else's standards. Because I think yes. the the more you try to change in order to make someone want you more, to make somebody find you attractive, the more of yourself you end up losing. And so that's something to look out for as well.
1: Can you agree more?
0: Yeah, definitely. On the note about... um like having to tell people that you're still single and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, Asian family gatherings. I think that's something that we're all scared of.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I actually have such a funny like thing that happened to me a few days ago. My mom just mm-hmm. called me out of nowhere. Um, you speak Mandarin by the way. Um but basically she was like, "Hey, and then I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Good news for you." I was like, "What's the good news?" And she's like, "Oh, like according to your Chinese zodiac, you're supposed to be the love of your life this year." <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, and by the way, my zodiac is Tiger. So if you're a Tiger zodiac and you're listening, you're like, "Oh man, love of my life this year." But I was like, "Okay, mom." And she was like, "Yeah, that means you better keep your eyes out for like any oh man God. that may potentially be the love of your life." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I already know my parents want want me to find a boyfriend more than I want a boyfriend right now so (laughs) I feel that (laughs) that is so cute though such a cute mother-daughter conversation (laughs) (laughs) I know my mom is Mm. so cute love it
0: Yeah, often at times I hear a lot of stories about like Asian family gatherings and then getting bombarded by your relatives going like, why aren't you dating yet? Why aren't you married yet? It's so funny because I think there was someone online who actually designed a face mask that said, no, I don't have a boyfriend <gasps> or girlfriend yet. Thank you for asking for or something like that. And I'm like, well,
1: <gasps> I love that. That's
0: so I efficient. I should buy it. <laughs> Yo, that would be sick, though. If you buy it, I have to see you wear it. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> I'll be their official ambassador. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> but then yes, at the beginning, I briefly mentioned that we can find you on social media or on your podcast.
1: Would you like to drop your links as to where our listeners can find you? Yeah, for sure. So you can find me in many places um, on social media. Instagram is the best place. So my personal Instagram is just my name. So it's at Meg M-E-G, K-U-A-N-G. M-E-G-K-U-A-N-G. And then I also have a podcast that As Jenna mentioned, that I started around in the pandemic and it's been my best passion project so far. I am in love with podcasting and also Jenna was on my podcast recently as well. So make sure to tune in. I believe it was episode 25 where she talked about New Year's resolutions. So be sure to tune Mm -hmm. into my episode with Jenna on my podcast. And my podcast is called I'm in my 20s. So it's basically about all about the 20-somethings experience, and we just talk about anything about making the best of our 20s and getting real and raw and vulnerable and very insightful. Mm -hmm. You can find that on Instagram at I'mInMy20s, and it's everywhere on Spotify, Apple, everything. And if you want to check out more stuff I'm up to, I have a personal website, so it's megkwang.com so lucky I have such a rare name so I get my own handle for literally everything but just m-e-g-k-u-a-n-g dot com and that's where I link literally everything so yeah
0: a woman of multiple ventures we love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) doing amazing things be sure to check out her handles listen to her episodes react to the posts, give her a lot of love and to Meg's future man take note And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for staying with us until the end. And thank you so much, Meg, for coming on here to talk to us about relationships. Definitely the juiciest episode by far. Mm. I definitely learned a lot. I had a lot of fun. And I have to say this isn't something that I talk about very often. So it was great to chat with somebody and learn more about your life, learn about your insights and have you share them with our listeners. And for all of the listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you can approach dating with more perspective, maybe more hope, or more motivation to delete your apps or try out new apps. I don't know. (laughs) And as some final words, as we are still in the middle of a global pandemic, please be safe and date safely. Go on walks with a mask, or even better, stick to video chatting to protect yourself and those around you. But, anyways, happy February and may it be a great month for all of you. If you end up going on a date and hey, maybe you want to share your story, feel free to DM either myself or Meg and we will listen to you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.